The Australian Rugby League had a problem. Too many teams were struggling financially. They wanted to expand to other markets, but with 11 teams in Sydney, this was hard. Aussie Rules was growing bigger and better. Local competitions in WA and South Australia were getting record crowds and threatened to add to the growing popularity of the VFL if they added their own teams, similar to what Brisbane did. With all the money in the world, countless connections the world over, and a sneaky plan to make even more money, enter Rupert Murdoch and News Corp to make this whole thing a hell of a lot worse before it got better. This is the Super League War. Friday night's a great night for football. I can't remember any other. This is actually not Friday night or. No, uh, no, it's not. not Friday night, but it's still. A Saturday night. That's my team. That's, okay, yeah, I remember that That's one. That's my team. That's a good one. You're simply the best. That's a couple of years too early now. I, I mean, mean, we go through that era. Better than all the. Re- RIP to a real one. Yeah. Yes. Stole your line. Well, we're all wearing jerseys. We are wearing jerseys. Um, Some better than others. The yeah. city jersey is the worst jersey. Yes. It's so bad. Why is it bad? Number one, it has a non-correct color on it. I, I get that it's doing this gradient thing, but a yeah. big strip of pink is not right. Penrith have got the pink thing all packaged up and I it's, don't like it. It's a Queensland sunset. It's not a Queensland sunset. That's the color of a Queensland sunset. That's oh, awful. So for anyone that's not Australian or doesn't care about rugby league, um, these are jerseys for our teams. I'm wearing a very old, uh, not very old. It's from like the mid 2000s. Medium old. It has multiple companies that don't exist anymore on it. Uh, Anset, for example. Yes. And it's far too big. Why didn't you do your right shoulder? Because that was the one I saw before and I remembered <laughs> it was there. Um, it's got signatures though. Anset. What have you got? Walters Brothers, Gordon Tallis. It's older oh, than nice. you think it is. Anset went into liquidation in 2002. Yeah, I think it's a 2001 jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they so went well, never yeah. forget. Never forget. Um, current Brisbane coach. Yeah. Uh, and it's also far too big. Um, so enjoy seeing the chest. It's medium too big. Well, I've got I wouldn't the say it's far too special big. jersey from last season. Boo. Boo. The city jersey where Boo. They, Boo. they debuted playing <laughs> against the Redcliffe Dolphins and beat them. They did. Bins up, baby. Bins up, baby. Dolphins till I die. Yeah, any, uh, no, anybody except the Titans <laughs> till I die. Who? Yeah, exactly. The Tweed. The Tweed our Titans. House. Tweed Titans. Suncorp's our house. Oh, here we go. And uh, Sean is wearing a- Suncorp was your house until you got annoyed at sponsorship deals and left it and then went and played at ANZ Stadium for a little while. Well, that's going to come up, it? is going to- Well, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to- No, it, they, it's they left Lang Park because it was under redevelopment. No, they left Lang Park over a sponsorship dilemma. Oh, okay. Sean's wearing a Cowboys jersey. I am wearing a Cowboys there. jersey. I am a North but Queensland. But not those Cowboys. I, no, no. Not the chokers. Just, <laughs> I know you've got the button ready, even though it's not a real button, but Dak Prescott. <laughs> you heard me, cheesy. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm wearing a 1995, I'm wearing a 1995 uh, North Queensland Cowboys jersey, the first year of their entry into the competition, which is very pertinent. 1995, you said? Yeah, 95 mm. was their first year in the uh, competition. I was going to say, you don't have that other jersey readily available, do you? Yeah, no. No, the 92 Broncos jersey. Mm. On Aaron's jersey, you got the NRL symbol. Mm. Mine also has 
Oh, mine's different as well. The Telstra Premiership. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Australian... RL, mm. uh, the Australian Rugby League. And I believe yours would have the old... It's the New South, South Wales, Wales Rugby RL. League. Yes. Yeah. So there's yes. a bit of history right there. There is well, a fair bit of, our, of history. Uh, any of our British listeners, um, Super League. Is it Super League over there? Yes. Yeah. Not that Super League. No. So... As I say, are we excited for round one, which will be coming out? Oh, yeah. The, the reason we're doing this episode after now. After the episode. Are we... I'm excited... There's going to be two games being played in Las Vegas. I'm actually excited for that. I'm not. I wish I was there. I would love to be there just to John's get- John's a massive gambler. <laughs> just, to, just to gauge <laughs> the Americans' reaction to our game. Uh, and, you're not going to get Americans there. I, you're just going to get, get expat Aussies. expat Aussies that are traveling. I'm not, no. I'm not on board. I just, I, I feel like if they could have done anything, they could have picked some sort of symbiotic relationship with NFL teams that might have similar sponsors or similar mascots or similar things. But no, they've just gone all in on Vegas's new stadium and I don't like it. It's- I understand wanting to expand the game. I don't think it's going to work. No. I'm all for it. I'm, I, again, I'm happy to see the reactions from the Americans. I think you are going to get Americans there, especially if they put it at a price point cheaper than an, an NFL game. It's and having, that's it's, not hard. It's also two Vegas. games back to back is going to be probably the same length of, as one NFL game. So they're not going to feel I know. cheapened out by, like if you buy an NFL ticket, you, you're there for what, four and a half hours. This yeah. is the place that deliberately put up like blocking views of certain hotels when the yeah. Formula One was on because they didn't want people that hadn't paid for a Formula One view room to be able to see the race. They put up deliberate blocks mm. so that people couldn't see the track. Was that the, the city or was that Formula One? Both. Vegas is not a great place to live. No. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I've, anyway, I am excited for the NRL to be back. I am, yes. Oh, yeah. Cowboys, Dolphins at Suncorp, round one. Dolphins home game. Should be fun. Fins up. Fins up. Um, obviously, I want the Cows to win, Ooh. but I want to see the Dolphins start strong mm. so that we can enter a deeper era of, of you know, Queensland All dominance. All the Queensland teams All the Queensland do- Yeah, except the Tweed teams. They're not the, Queensland. Yeah, the, exactly. Dolphins, <laughs> the Dolphins are looking like a good team this year, yes. like with Barnworth and um, Falegla being injected. A couple of Bronco, ex-Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very good players. They should, I reckon they should do pretty well. They started, so. they started amazing last year and then fell off in the back half, but they got a bit more depth in their side this year, so they should actually go a bit deeper into the season. I'm going to say finishing seven for the Dolphins. Seven? The finals, yep. Ooh, first finals. Yep. I put... I put Dolphins at a... Timestamp this and we'll come back in, what, early September? Yep. Yeah, we'll remember that. I'm going to put Dolphins at a embattled eight. Okay. Like a Carlton just trying to scrape through kind of scenario. Like they're, <laughs> they're fighting for eighth all the way to the very end. Just glad to be there. Do you want to have a prediction, boy? Uh, I don't think the Broncos have it this year. We're not talking about the Broncos. but I know. I think that the Dolphins... I think that they start strong again and then maybe around origin time they fall out of it and they never bring it back. They finish 12th. So you don't think Broncos can go one better this year? No. I think they can. It's very rare that a team that doesn't win the grand final then makes wins it back. It. Yeah. I don't it know. Happens, but I it see the, happen I see the often. Broncos making a decent finals run. Like they're definitely not a first round knockout kind of team. Like mm. they they're, they're going to have a good run at it. Semi-finals maybe. Semis, yeah. Mm. I see the Cowboys and the Broncos both sitting at semis this year. If the Cowboys can hold on to some momentum mm-hmm. from the last two years, but that's well, an aging Cowboys team. Semi-final. That, yeah. Eventually. The big question is 
how long does it take for the Tigers to win a game? <laughs> Round one. They're going to win their first game. <laughs> They'll win it 50-0. I, I don't know who they're, play, who they're playing. Tigers first up. Uh, let's see. Let me just get my phone. Oh. 29-24 yeah. is not a year that's happening anytime soon. I think, I think the Tigers have the first week off. <laughs> points on the board. <laughs> is it? Do you get points for Yeah, the- you get two points for a buy. Oh, right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a win. It's points on the board. So weird that they give points for a buy. All right, round one, Seagulls and Rabbitohs, Roosters, Broncos, Raiders, Knights, Warriors, Sharks, Storm and Panthers, great. That's going to be fun. Uh, Parramatta, Canterbury, the Tweed versus the Dragons, Dolphins, Cowboys, and a bye for the Tigers. Points on the board for Tigers. <laughs> Points one, on the it. board. <laughs> Not a win. And then the Tigers have got, oh, they got the Raiders the week after for round two. Sorry, Tigers fans. I don't. I don't know if the Raiders are going to be any anything decent. Nah. I, know a few, I know a few Raiders fans, I'm sorry, but they've lost a few key players last season. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Dude, I'm not seeing Raiders in the eight. This is so specific for people that care about it. Yeah, it is. Let's <laughs> yeah, we should okay. So the reason we're doing this episode is because it is coinciding with the first round of the rugby league season. And like without a shadow of a doubt, even in the well over a hundred year history, coming up to hundred and twenty year history of the rugby league in Australia. Um, the Super League War is both contentious, important, um, really, really problematic from a fan perspective, uh, fantastic from a player perspective. But uh, as as a league as a whole, it it kind of ruined a lot of what the momentum already had with rugby league in Australia at the time. They had a couple of great seasons before this and they were having record crowds and then this just shot them in the butt. Guess we'll find out. Yeah. So for those that... Uh, new to rugby league, this is perfect. You get to understand why people talk about Super League War. Might be why you hear someone complain about pay television to do with rugby league and you think, what does that have to do with the price eggs in China? Well, this is what it's about. I mean, I think everybody understands sport and pay TV is annoying. Oh, yeah. But this is this is the big ticket beginning. I think you needed well, yeah, because- three to watch the NFL. It's not too bad in Australia. If you have one streaming service, you've got it all. Yes. But yeah, what is it? in the NFL, CBS. you need CBS, NBC, NBC, and Fox, ABC, Fox, and then Peacock, Amazon. NFL's yep. own. No, you no, can see every count. game. You if can you've see got. every count. That's yeah. yeah. But you still need five, including two streaming platforms. Yes. Well, I just discovered that because Keen's been wanting to watch soccer. No, but to watch no. soccer, I need Paramount Plus. Yeah. Yeah, watching it in this country. Yeah, Optus but, lost no, the um the A League. Watching yeah. the A League, I need Paramount Plus. Yeah, yeah that's the, what I mean. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, it's a shame. Anyway, should we uh, kick it off? Good one. I was going to say, spiral past us the story. Oh, that's you can do better. Kick it um, off was, it was right there, and you missed it. Dummy into the into the in goal, and let's make a line break. I'll dummy, I'll dummy, the and then statistic kick rubber <laughs> into the in goal, and you can. Put your hand oh on my the God, I want to chip and chase yeah, this chip thing. Chase. <laughs> I want to chip and chase it. Let's go, Sean. Oh, yeah. Oh, that little was a, Alfie Langer chip and chase. Let's go. That was a real knock on for me. The little, hey. the little general. Alfie, if you're listening, please. <laughs> Why aren't you wearing the Alfie hat? Because I'm wearing a Cowboys jersey. I didn't want to wear my oh. Alfie Langer hat with my Cowboys jersey. Yes, I'm a Cowboys Sean fan. Sean has a hat for a specific player. Alfie Langer is my favorite player of all time. The little general, my hero. I scream at him every time I go to a game and he's there and he never hears me. <laughs> And it breaks my heart every time. I nearly paid a lot of money to have dinner with him 
I play cricket cricket at his field. Alan Langer Field at Blair State School. Yep. Alan Langer Oval. <laughs> that's thin. That's what that's it's called. It's called Alan Langer Oval. That's a that's a subtle rag. <laughs> anyway, yes, it is. <clears throat> I met his mum there when I worked at the school too. I believe she was still working there last I checked. Wow, John's doctor. really connected. Really guys. connected. So get us, get us tickets, boy. I've got better connections than that. You know it. <laughs> if you're watching, Mitch. Can Mitch I, who? Mitch who? Mitch who? He's not watching. He's not watching. It's okay, though. Brother of someone famous. Yeah, brother of someone famous. <laughs> of Akator from Home and Away. Mm-hmm. That's really mean to Mitch. He's famous, too. <laughs> Mitch is my favorite, Lewis. He knows that. Well, I'll take that, Wally. <laughs> and Lincoln. Anyway. Jeez, oh, now we're ranking the Lewises. Oh, no. Oh, no. What have we done? <laughs> the spiral. <laughs> okay. Oh. Let's get into the story. <laughs> what are we at? Torpedo in. October 4th, 1984. Rugby League Week magazine. Man, what a rag that was. Rugby League Week magazine featured an interview with the then Queensland Rugby League chairman, Ron McAuliffe. McAuliffe. Ron brought to light a proposal to expand the then New South Wales Rugby League competition with several new teams. His plans were for what he described as a super league. Are you actually- Are you like- I didn't yawn. I didn't it's the yawned. first paragraph. You know what? Yawned. You didn't have to call it out. Nobody's going to see it. You looked right at me. Yeah, because I'm listening. Active listening. On the replay and slow-mo. On the in slow-mo. <laughs> Piece this in. We're going to have to start filming at 60 FPS yeah, now, so yeah. in slow-mo. Cheesy's going to be flipping his beer at the screen right now. This is crazy. Anyway. Uh, his plans were for what he described as a super league with 12 clubs from across New South Wales and Queensland across two divisions with a system of relegation and promotion. All right, something's pretty new to what we had going at the time. Relegation and promotion is something that features really, really, really heavily these days in association football around the world, mainly in England and the United Kingdom and in soccer. The Premier, Premier League. Yeah, the Premier League. But there's, Premier. That's, it's... That's a the league within BPL. the within the football league system of of it. it's just the highest uh, the highest league. Anyway, um, it's almost unheard of due to the size of this country and the like lack of capital cities. Like it's it's not going to work. Like if you have promotion and relegation, the NT Thunder it would be brilliant to have them in the AFL, but it's just not going to happen. Jets. Oh, don't if they the, um, they're going to ruin it and they're going to make them the Western Jets and yeah. they put them in Springfield and that's what everybody in the barbershop's riling me up about at the moment. I hate it. Oh, yeah, well, because the Lions are kind of screwing Springfield at the moment. No, they're Ipswich. screwing Ipswich when they're like, oh, we're putting the new training facility in Ipswich. It's like, but yeah. the Ipswich economy doesn't get any of that. The Ipswich Council does because yeah. they own Springfield. Uh, I don't think they'll leave North Ipswich Reserve. I, I think, think they I think will. they need a bigger stadium there. Yes. Yeah. If they do like, was it like, um, what's the Tiger Stadium? It's like 15,000 seats. Yeah. Something, got, something they, like that. Some Sydney teams have small stadiums. They yes. do that in Ipswich. It'll be packed I, out every every game. Now that the Dolphins are in, I don't think Ipswich makes it. No, no I don't think so. Although they'll go for the, the next team will be Papua New Guinea. No, no, It'll too be much PNG. logistics. It'll be Perth. It'll be PNG. No way. The Hunters, they're not ready. Like the logistics, and they're mad. They're, they're crazy fans over there. But the, the logistics of flying teams back and forth to Port Moresby is too is too high. Plus security risks. It's it's a lot. The Titans. They, did they play at North Ipswich Reserve today or tomorrow? No idea. Don't care. No idea. Yeah, One I don't the care. They're playing in Ipswich this weekend. Get so, out of here, Tweed. Anyway, so the, qu- the quote that Ron McAuliffe 
had in particular in in this magazine was he said, from my point of view, the thoughts are preliminary at this stage. The Jedi are evil. He said, (laughs) it has yet to be discussed with the New South Wales League and the ARL, but it will happen. I have no doubt about that. So this is a pretty confident statement. Discussions about the number of teams and also the location of the teams was very vague in the early days of talks, 12 being the most common number that they wanted for a league. You got to remember there was 20 teams in the New South Wales Rugby League at the time, with mm. 11 of them in Sydney. That's a lot. 20 um, teams. Can I you, didn't realise it yeah. was that Can high. Can you name was, any of the teams that existed before mergers? We'll uh, get to that. Okay. No Sorry. foreboding. Sorry. We'll get to that. Anyway, um, but the biggest issue was also that they wanted to spread the teams out to get them away from the majority in Sydney so that they could, you know, expand into bigger markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Illawarra. Yeah, what? Yeah, Illawarra what? And Bears were what? The Illaw- well, it was the North Sydney Bears. Oh, you got it. Nice, very but nice. But then Illawarra were- Were Illawarra the Dragons? No, they no, were St. Steelers. George was always the Dragons. Yeah. Illawarra were the Steelers. Yeah. First non-Sydney team to be admitted. And anyway. They, they had the Knight as their mascot. The no, that's St. George. Oh, no, no, the, the crush- Dragon. Huh? The Dragon was St. George. And yeah. the Knight was Illawarra. No. Illawarra was the Steelers. It was a steel worker with a helmet. Was it? St. George is- like a knight to me. I was young. St. George has a dragon. The dragon is not called St. George. St. George, the knight, is killing the dragon, as is the story of St. George and the dragon. Come on, man. Nerd. (laughs) I suspect Sean's done some research. I think so. St. George is also the patron saint of, like, so many damn things. Paratroopers, friggin' firefighters also. No, not firefighters. St. Barbara. Anyway, getting- away from that. So the biggest issue was obviously the teams being in Sydney, they need to move them out. Ron stated, the way I see it, there's going to be much ground sharing and club sharing in the future to try and facilitate this. He continued and said, in fact, I can foresee club amalgamations in both Brisbane and Sydney. This is in 1984. Yeah. That's foreboding. Okay. That's how you do it. Don't just jump in with a question. That's how you forebode. How yeah. do we get the Western Tigers, boy? Uh, we'll get Balmain. to that. <laughs> It's a five-page script. We'll get to that, please. <laughs> don't you ask questions. Anyway. Let's, I'm done. I don't, I don't need this. <laughs> How many times have I said don't touch it while you're talking? Continue. Oh, we've had our first tanty on Ah, set. there we go. <laughs> I've got a couple of spare nappies. Like. Anyway, there were also rumours and discussions from within the New South Wales Rugby League about adjusting the competition with the majority of talks about the amalgamation of the Sydney teams and also new teams in Queensland. Um, At this stage in history, the New South Wales Rugby League was the governing body of the national competition. It wasn't necessarily the ARL. The New South Wales Rugby League did manage the national competition. Uh, And in 1992, a blueprint for the expansion of Rugby League was tabled by the Premiership Policy Committee of the New South Wales Rugby League, followed in August by an organisation review by Dr. G. Bradley, which was distributed to the Premiership Clubs. whole bunch of reports written by people that think they know stuff about what's going on. They talk a lot, but nothing really gets done. The Bradley report in particular, as it became known, was central to the ARL replacing the New South Wales Rugby League as the governing body, which is what they did throughout the mid-90s. The ARL then took over the domestic top-tier competition rather than just worrying about international matches and the national team. The report concluded in a sort of quote and summary, to reduce the number of clubs in Sydney, it would be very hard for the league to implement given the long playing traditions of some of those clubs. In the long term, however, it is likely that Sydney is not going to be able to support 11 clubs as it does at present. 
Therefore, in the long term, this is the only viable solution. Sydney-based clubs are going to have to move to new areas, merge or be relegated from the league, and this is going to be a painful process. In the long term, I believe the ARL should be looking to reduce the number of clubs in the national competition to 14, thus allowing clubs to play two complete rounds. This will mean, assuming that only four new clubs are admitted from areas outside Sydney, that there will be only five clubs based in Sydney for this ideal situation. So they go from 11 to five. Yes. That's a big shift. Yeah. That's a big shift. Imagine some of those mergers. Mm. Ideal merger, John? Two teams in Sydney? Don't know. I'll stop being PC in here. For the chaos, I'd love to see the Roosters forced to merge with the Rabbitohs. Yeah, that was my first thought as yeah. well. Oh, really? They're so close to yeah. each other. It's crazy. Uh, I just Western Remember Tigers. we walked from Sydney, which is like where yeah. the Roosters are based, to Red Hill. Did we? Red Fern. Oh. Red Fern. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, it's like two train stops. You and it's I so stayed close. at Central and we walked through Red Fern to get to that event that we were going to. I did not put those together Yeah, that's how the close they all are. Yeah, right. Western Tigers, do you know the two clubs that formed, that merged? Sean, is this part of your part Yeah, of your yeah. Script? well, it doesn't matter. It's, 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 it's common knowledge. Balmain and- Balmain what? Uh, the Balmain Tigers. Mm-hmm. And who was it? Um, Leichhardt. No, nope. Leichhardt Oval's right. the- That's Balmain's field. Yeah. Um, no, who was the other team? Western the Suburbs. Western Suburbs. Magpies. Magpies. That's right. I kept thinking the Magpies for the Sea Town, Campbelltown. It's the suburb in Western Sydney where they were based. I think the Magpies had a great jersey from memory. It's black and white. It had Victor yeah. Lawnmowers on the front. Was That's dope. why. I'm just trying to think of any other mergers I remember from my time. Well, the Broncos are a merger team, aren't they? No, no. Nope. The Lions are a merger team. Lions are a merger team in the AFL. Yeah. Also, it was the North Sydney. No, was it? By the Bears. Yes, North. That's a. That's was a it, difficult in one. The AFL? Oh, in the AFL. Yeah. Sydney, the Sydney Swans it was, it, it are was not a Sydney merger. team that merged with the. No, no, no. They moved the South Melbourne Bloods to Sydney. Where'd the Crips go? Very funny. Now, they did. They moved the South, the South Melbourne Bloods, as they were known, because they had a white jersey with red it on was it. The Brisbane Bears. Yeah, the and, Brisbane Bears. Yeah, sorry. And the, Fitzroy, and the Fitzroy Lions. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I'm remembering. Yes. Yeah. Crazy to move a club from Melbourne to Sydney. Yeah, it's the only anyway. merger. It's the only merger in the AFL's history. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of any NRL other NRL teams we've covered. St George Illawarra. Um, yeah, West Tigers. I guess Sean will tell us if the North more. Sydney and the Manly Seagulls merged to form the Northern Eagles, and then they right. just basically deleted Norths entirely and just went back to being the Manly Seagulls. Mm. So they got rid of all the colours associated with Norse. They got rid of all their history. Just basically deleted them. Actually, my grandma and, and back- hated, hated the Sea Eagles. Yes, it was great. <laughs> I uh, historically, I would be a Bears fan. Born, being born in New Zealand, being raised in New Zealand, my parents are Bears fans because uh, they lived in North Sydney at the time. They used to go to all the games. Um, so New Zealand had nothing to do with that. You just wanted to say that you were a New Zealander. No, but it means that I don't have a. <laughs> means I don't have a local team that I would then follow based on where yeah. I'm from because yeah. the South Island doesn't give a rat's bottom about the Warriors. Facts. Anyway, um, so yeah, like my parents were Bears fans and I didn't have a local team to support, so theoretically I'd be a Bears fan and they just they can't do it. Used to yeah. play with the Bears scarf as a kid. They're talking about bringing them back. Yeah, they can talk about bringing them back all they want, but it still leads to the same issue of <laughs> having say, another uh, damn a, Sydney there's team. There's a lot of 
calling for like a central coast. Yeah, the Hunter Mariners yeah. were a um, pretty strong team. Hunter Mariners, yeah, um, that that existed for long enough that they probably could have stuck around. Mm-hmm. But you know, along with the Crushers and the Rams and the Perth Reds, like the Crushers had a, a great jersey and it's a, great, a great jersey, um, just great branding. Uh, mascot. Yeah. Wasn't it a train? It was a train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a train. I it had love- really, really, really ugly colours though. I would it was like love- a navy blue and a bronze. Yeah, it was like love- t- it was tan. It was like your shorts. Mm. It's it's a, not a nice colour. Imagine then- a mascot running around as a train. Yeah. Just a yeah. dude going like this. Just nailing into things. Yeah. <laughs> what was the what was the Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, the team before the Titans. The Seagulls. The Seagulls. The Seagulls were also the Giants and there was there was there was a yeah, lot. The Gold Coast had a team before yeah, the Titans. No, yeah, I know, and they were all of they were all of the above. Yeah, okay. Um, where are we? Super League. That's Da-da-da. the real Gold Coast team. The Gold Coast, because it was like North Coast Crushers, wasn't it? North, um, the the Crushers were the like South Queensland Crushers. Wasn't there yeah. a Rams? The Adelaide Rams. Yeah. Was there? I don't remember yeah. that. Adelaide, Adelaide Rams. So the the Gold Coast team were the it's they had so many mascots. It's awesome. So many different mascots. I mean, in it, the in Chargers. Chargers. They were the Chargers last, but before that, they were the Tweed Giants and the Gold Coast Seagulls. I was thinking of Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers, and they wore like purple and t- the most nineties colors ever. Like it looks. Bring them back. It, like their logo looks like the intro to Saved by the Bell. Like it's. <laughs> yes. It's the most. Na- yeah, it looks like a looks like it's going to be a Pepsi ad. Like it's, I'm going to go look up an old Chargers jersey later. Oh, you would. The Rams, could be, the Rams could be worse. jersey jersey could look like a vanilla Coke can. The Rams, jer- yeah, Dolphins. Sorry, guys. So after this Bradley report came out, more and more people mm. were starting to get interested in and in trying to fix the issues that they had ahead of the 1995 season, uh, which was the first to be run by the ARL. Hence the logo on my jersey. After the New South Wales Rugby League relinquished. Not the not the New, New South, South Wales. Wales Rugby League. Yeah, 92. After the New South Wales Rugby League relinquished control of the premiership season, each club received a letter of invitation to a comp that they were already in. Quarterly invited. Quarterly invited, yeah. <laughs> this letter included admission criteria. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The main factor was this was the no ability to attract. Club. Yeah. <laughs> no homes somehow. Um the main factor was the ability to attract a minimum average crowd attendance of 10,000 people, which is quite a lot. Quite a lot for some of those small fields. Yeah. That's Leichhardt Oval packed to the brim every single game. That's yeah. tough. That's a tough titties. That's what that is. Mm. Anyway, Balmain, East, Gold Coast, Illawarra, Parramatta, Penrith, Souths, and St. George and West all failed to meet the criteria. They weren't able to consistently attract 10,000 people to their things, uh, partly because their stadiums are so damn small. Small. Yeah. Um, because well, there's too many people. It's like Sydney's a big place, but there's just only so many. They would have only had one stand and then would have been just- Yeah, just grass grow. hill. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, it's so small. Around the same time, the privately owned Broncos transferred a 20% share to Northern Rivers Limited. Uh, with this came a letter from the league stating, under the terms of the league's constitution, it is necessary that- Without exception, all clubs which wish to participate in the league's premiership competition must apply each year for admission. No club has the automatic right to participate in any year's competition and the league has the unfettered right to reject any club's application for participation. You say the Broncos at the time, they'd only be... A couple of years old. Eight years old? 
roughly. 1988 was their first year in the season. So seven years. No, they didn't play 87. It was 88. So what did they do beforehand? They didn't have... They didn't, didn't have a Broncos exist. team. They didn't exist. It didn't exist. Exi- I'm they sure did. they were founded in 87, but they might not have played until 88. 88 is the first season. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, they didn't have a, a Brisbane team at all. Yeah, like you all were just these- talking as if you just said the Broncos had- Oh, sorry. The Broncos were a privately owned team. Yeah. They transferred a 20% of their share to Northern Rivers Limited. Who's that? It's really not important. But basically, they transferred a portion of their ownership. Mm. And that meant that the NRL were like, okay, we've got to like push the ground rules out to them straight away, which yeah. is why they got this nasty letter. Yeah. Yeah. In these early days, the goal was to create a new top grade competition. Right? Mm. This is what they wanted to. This is why Super League came out. They wanted to create a new top grade competition to be- truly nationally run rather than New South Wales League, right? And the ARL wanted to do it, whether it was to fix their league and make it national, make it actually seem national, or whether it was Rupert Murdoch to come along and just make his own one. And, and like, I don't know if you get to it in the, in the future, but State of Origin is still going at this point. Yes, State of Origin is and, still going at this point. And at, and at that time, it would have been the top league players playing, like, local clubs from Queensland. Or it had that, and I would have changed by then, wouldn't it? Originally, State of Origin was like the New South Wales Rugby League, like all those clubs, yes, like playing like um, Ipswich Jets players. Yeah, effectively, yeah. Was Until it, wasn't it who you played for at the time? No, it was where you were from. So no, originally, I think originally in, it was who you were playing for at the yeah, time. No, because that yeah. was what the big shift was. That was yeah. what we know as State of Origin now is not what it was originally. It's a little bit, yeah. They, they changed the rules lots of times in the mid-2000s mm. due to less about where you were born and who you played for, but about your f- earliest um, representative-level mm. football out of juniors. Like they, They've made it so complicated, it's not funny. Um, but yeah, so it was just, you know, they came, the State of Origin came out in 1980 when Queensland started playing against New South Wales. So it hadn't been around that long at this point. And it was popular, but, it, you know, back then the Queensland stars, people follow them so much because that was the only time they got to see them play at the highest level. You know, yeah. I mean, watching Wally Lewis play for the Gold Coast Seagulls at the time when they were playing and then also originally for the um, winner Manly Seagulls as well um, in the in the Q Cup equivalent at the time. I can't remember what it was called. It was the best time you could watch them. But it would have been something like the Winfield Cup or like... Yeah, something small. Jumbo Jim's cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cup. Jumbo Jim's cigarettes. Jim's anyway, dying. so in 1994, the first steps to create a new competition were to approach the teams that were most disenfranchised by the current situation that the New South Wales Rugby League and the ARL, ARL had created um, to try and form something new. The Broncos being the main team. Yeah. Because they were not happy with the ARL and the New South Wales Rugby League as a Hull, as well as Canberra, Newcastle, and Auckland. Basically, everyone outside of Sydney. Uh, with this, the first proposals were begin to be written up for this whole Super League thing. Right Now, all of this came about initially because of pay television. So, Channel 10's rights to Rugby League had run out, and they weren't able to renew them. So, Kerry Packer- I was going to say, Channel 10? What? Yeah. So, Kerry Packer coming along- and he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to purchase the rights and I'm going to buy out the pay television rights and also the free-to-air television rights and I'm going to own it. It's going to be fantastic. 
Then Rupert Murdoch came along and he went, now I want to buy the pay television rights. And they went, no, you can't do that. And he went, but I want to, I have money. It's like, no, you can't do that. He goes, well, that sucks. Have money, want footy. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, but I can make lots of money with this. I've got lots of money. I can make it good. And he's like, no, you can't do that. So he's like, do my own damn thing then. It's very Ferrari-like. Very Enzo Ferrari. No, well, I'm making my own league. Well, I'm going to go have my own league and it's going to have blackjack. And- yeah. <laughs> and that, like, it's something so stupid and so petty. Like, just- I mean, it sounds very similar to what happened recently with golf, PGA and the live. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it yeah. is something you see happen all the time. Yeah. It, yeah. Someone wanted more money. Happened with rugby league. Happened with cricket. Happened with golf. Mm -hmm. Happened with IndyCar in the US. Happened with they're trying to do it with EPL. Like, Mm. yeah. Mm. So anyway, so news News Corp are like we're gonna and Rupert Murdoch like we're gonna we're gonna try and do this. We're gonna try and make this this top league competition. Now they're so out of character for News Corp to be involved in something that doesn't benefit people. Weird. Their first. Plans for this were to basically take what was already existing and then kind of add a tier above it that he had control over and News Corp had control over, but was in cahoots with the ARL. That's the original plan. It wasn't to create some rival league. It was, no, we'll just take this and we'll just make a new one, similar to what they did with the Premier League in the United Kingdom. They had existing league football, association football, and they went, we're going to add another league, the Premier League. And then that's all going to be included in all of this process. And that's what they wanted. They wanted this top tier to be able to be relegated and promoted as they had with under 21s and Colts and all the other sort of stuff and juniors, second grade and third grade. Now, you know, no one cares about any of that, but that was just as popular back then. It's even now you go to local football, you watch all the lower grades first because it's yeah. part of the process. So the big, the big proposals needed to be written up to sort of work out how they were going to do this. So the, the plan was it had five main steps for the initial proposal they needed to approach the four continuing teams that they had, which were Brisbane, Canberra, Newcastle, and Auckland, to secure a seven-year commitment. So there were teams that they wanted to move into their own league, meet with the representatives of the ARL in a casual, pleasant atmosphere, and offer concessions such as allowing the ARL to conduct test matches and retain the profits from those matches. Oh, the ARL specific. was yeah. The ARL was also to be given a grant to promote the game. So the idea was he's going to provide money to the ARL. So this sweetens the deal, really. Meet at short notice with representatives of the 11 Sydney clubs in Illawarra and offer a share in teams, right? To be able to then bring them into the league in, in their own way. Where there was more than one club in one area, each club was then to be offered a percentage share, like ones that are super close together, like Sydney City, Eastern Suburbs, Roosters, and, and, and the Rabbitohs, which are just right there. Announced that Super League was happening and to explain its structure and then deal with the other clubs not included in the arrangements, such as... Uh, the poor crushes. Oh. <laughs> they were never in talks. <laughs> then no one wanted them. Imagine being so small as a professional team that you're not even invited to the- Not even invited, Not yeah. even invited to the coup. Yeah. <laughs> so in October 1994, the board of the ARL also had a special meeting so uh, to discuss- This is 10 years on from that first- From the first rumblings. Yeah. So they had their own special meeting to discuss several issues, <laughs> including Super League and the reduction of Sydney teams- Right, so they were like, okay, like this is going on. Rupert Murdoch's trying to create this league, and sorry, going to trying to create this league and do all this other stuff. We got to work out what's going on. That like two different parties are now coming up with war plans. After the meeting, the ARL chairman Ken Arthurson, an important person in this. There's lots of people with really boring sounding names, but if you could remember one, it's oh, Ken oh, Arthurson. Ken Arthurson. 
Yeah, if you could remember Ken Arthurson, Rupert Murdoch, and Kerry Packer, that's all of them. But I'm not going to talk about Kerry Packer much more. He's not that important in this. Ken Arthurson warned the Broncos that they faced. (laughs) Ken Arthurson warned the Broncos that they faced expulsion from the league if they continued any talks with Super League. So they were on thin ice because they were partially privately owned. They were new to. They were new to everything at the time, and because you know they were the ones that expressed the biggest concern. So basically, they made the most ripples. Now they they approached the Broncos about this and told them that they could be expelled from the league. And they talked about some loyalty agreements that they'd made, right? Because at the time that News Corp was doing this, they had made a bunch of clubs sign a loyalty agreement, which was absolutely insane. Like they were like, no, you have to, you know, agree to play for us for five years, essentially. Like, and they got them to legally sign this contract saying, you know, you're all going to be involved in this for five years, even though they'd already said, oh, you don't meet this criteria and that criteria. They were like, we need to lock this down. So and, is this and, the ARL doing yeah, this? The ARL the, had, yeah, the ARL had the ARL put out loyalty agreements to all the clubs to get them to sign on. But, yeah, okay. Just to be clear, this is on the News Corp side. No. Okay, so this is on the, the ARL side. Yeah. So News Corp are like, we're going to create Super League. And yeah. then the ARL are like, we need to shut this down. So how yeah, do we okay. start right, yeah. this process? So they got them to sign loyalty agreements, yeah. which was just, it, it wasn't very good. It was pretty messy. Hmm. Um, and at the same, but it was just so toxic. They're like, you got to sign this loyalty agreement, but also you're going to face expulsion if you do this. And also you don't make enough money because there's no one at your grounds. Like it was just, there was, it was just legal crap flying yeah, in every direction. That's what confused me. Cause you're yeah. like, you, you need to promise you're going to play for us for five years, but, but you, you don't get 10,000 people. You're not, yeah, you're, not like, yeah. you're not here anyway. Yeah. It's like desperation. Why it's would like, you want to go there? Like it's really clear, like desperation tactics, basically, mm. of like we need to like start locking things down because everything is going to turn pear shaped really, really fast. Anyway, um, News Corp was developing the proposal to put forward to the ARL about the new league. So they'd come up with what they thought was a basic plan, but they needed to actually create a, a solid enough proposal that the ARL would go along with their concepts. Right. So at this point, they still wanted to be in cahoots with the ARL to make this happen. We hadn't turned into 1996, right? Everything's all right, 1994. We're going to make it all work. We're going to have this league and it's going to be yeah. cool. The ARL is going to like it. We're going to give you money. So we've got lots of money. It's going to be good. So they needed to come up with this, with this plan. And part of that plan was how they were going to structure the league specifically. 12 professional teams, existing 20 teams to remain in first division, but not the premiership division and the other competitions within New South Wales, Queensland, and the ACT. News being shareholders in all of the 12 Super League teams. The ARL continuing to governing, be the governing body for Rugby League and retaining responsibility for test matches. And News being responsible for promoting Rugby League nationally and internationally and providing finance. That was their first, like, this is our structural plan. Aside from all the other funding stuff. Distilling all of these legal documents down was, was challenging. <laughs> it's a lot of boring yeah. mumbo jumbo. Yeah, you were telling me about how uh, oh, man, it mind-numbing was, it was. Yeah, well, like the, the loyalty agreement thing, I was looking at it and I'm like, I can't talk. This is so boring. I can't. Yeah. I just need to explain this in the best way. So they've started their plan. They've already talked to the Broncos. They've pissed off the ARL. The ARL is like, no, we need to lock everybody down with these loyalty agreements, even though we've told them that they could face expulsion. And now they're coming up with a solid structure to promote this plan. Up next is talk to teams to get everything right. But at the stage, 
Uh, now, at this stage, uh, everything was getting ready for news to put forward their proposal to the ARL, but first they had to work through their tactics. So I've already said that they were playing ball, but they had a few different plans. I'm still confused why the Broncos were singled out. It's because they, had- they were a privately owned Because they were the only privately owned team. Okay. So- Who was everyone else owned by? They were like shareholder owned by New South Wales Rugby League and the ARL. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Whereas the Broncos were a private team. Mm. So they do needed you have, to- do, you know, do we know who the owner was? The, uh, Apart from the 20% share of from- Northern Rivers. Yeah. Daryl Bronco. <laughs> Wally Lewis. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> Just throwing off. Throwing Daryl off. Braithwaite. <laughs> yeah, Daryl Braithwaite. Guy Sebastian owned the Broncos. I don't get that one. It's just naming people. Well, from da- I said Daryl Braithwaite because he had yeah, a song said- called Horses. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah. That's the- yeah, well, Guy Sebastian, Rob, Shannon, Noel. <laughs> don't forget. Nothing to do with horses or broncos. Nah. Um, I was just naming people. I didn't notice no, the I theme. was making a horse connection. Um, what about, I can't think of his name. Oh, mate, who got arrested in his bronco on the highway? OJ Simpson. Him. Yeah. He was the owner of the Broncos. OJ was fry. Well, he owned a <laughs> Can't bronco. even say it, seriously. <laughs> who knows? There's, there's future he's episode. So murdered those, he so murdered those people. Yeah. F- future episode. Yeah. I have there's thought about so, doing OJ. There's so much stuff about the Broncos. Um, it's not important to Sorry. the Broncos. Sorry, I asked. Anyway. So they were getting ready. They were building their proposal. They've got their structure and they need to work out their main tactics for how they're going to approach it. Are they going to play it nice or are they going to try and stab the ARL in the back to get where they need to go? Part of this was they needed to get feedback. So they sent out this super secret document to a bunch of clubs that was called, what was it called? The Super League. Oh, I had it written down. The Super League Confidentiality Deed to gain feedback from the different clubs about small adjustments that needed to be made before their proposal. Basically, they wanted all their eggs in one basket before they tried to do this. Um. Various teams got back to them, provided small details, but they all claimed they had nothing to do with it. All claimed they had nothing to do with it. If the ARL came knocking, they were like, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. What you, super what? Super luck. So I, we don't play Root, football. Yeah. <laughs> Loop at Herdock? Like we I, play soccer. Yeah. This round ball. Anyway. We play the kickies. Do, do you remember what the Super League emblem looked like? Yeah. Wasn't it like a shield with a football on it? it was oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it like was a, a blue football. S. Yeah, it was, it was a white football, I think, like on a sixty-degree angle, and then inside the football had the blue the S. S. Yeah, January nineteen ninety-five. Mm. Oh, right. So they've gone through the whole nineteen ninety-four season of trying to work out how they're going to do it, talking to the disenfranchised teams that are having troubles. Have they spoken to the Cowboys yet? No, wasn't this their starting season? Nineteen ninety-five was the start of their season. Yeah, yes. So January nineteen ninety-five, the season hadn't started yet, so they weren't talking to the Cowboys at this time. Twin at this time. So in January, news was ready to put forward their proposal and structure to the ARL. Yep, They'd gotten their it. feedback. Let's fuck, let's 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 shoot from the hip. Let's do it. Sorry, I nearly swore there. Hit send on the email. So they go in, they have this huge pitch and they put it in. Ken Arthurson says it's poop. Hates it. Says it's absolutely terrible. He goes, no, nah, this is just this is stupid. This is not the way forward. Creating a, a 
a new tier above this tier and all this other sort of stuff. He hates it. Thinks it's absolutely terrible. Yeah. But, um, for people listening at home, chairman of the ARL. Yeah, the chairman of the ARL, Ken Arthurson. It's not really surprising that a third party comes in and says, hey, we're going to revolutionize your thing. And they're mm-hmm. like, actually, I think that you're full of garbage. You know, mm-hmm. I actually think that I've got the right way to go. He was like, this is not happening. Like, we're going to keep it the way yeah. it is and we're going to fix it ourselves. Control of the top tier of rugby league would stay with the ARL and that it would be fixed from within. The ARL then sent out reminders to all teams reminding them of their loyalty agreements and that they would consider expulsion again if the teams fail to maintain loyalty to the ARL. Hello, remember yep. that document you signed? Yeah. Now, funnily enough, that document that they signed- You signed while we held a gun to your head? Yeah. Later in the court <laughs> that they would deem that this was a gross breach of trade practices at the time and it was unacceptable. Amazing. Which helped to facilitate the- Go ahead of the Super League for the yeah. 1997 season for boating. Anyway. So, tactics. ARL's not playing the game. Mm. So, Super League, like, nah, bugger it. Let's just create our own competition. Let's create our own DM competition. Yep. So, Super League decided to go at them. So, where do you start? At the time in Rugby League, the clubs had contracts with Australian Rugby League. Players didn't. Players had contracts with clubs. Right. So yeah. players had no loyalty clause. Not really, yeah. Like yeah. they had their own funny little ones, but like they're yeah. contracted to a club that's then contracted to the ARL, but they're not they don't have direct ARL contracts unless it's something to do with kangaroos. Right? So Super League goes at the players straight away. Mm-hmm. They sent out as many agents as possible to sign up players and coaches with the goal of having enough personnel to field a ten team competition. Just ten, but it's enough to get it through, like mm-hmm. and have an even amount of rounds. Uh, with the goal being pay them, and not the goal, to just throw twice their salary at them. Yeah, right. Twice the money. At the time, rugby league players were still part-time workers. They were yeah, brick- yeah. brickies and stuff. They're, they're, you know, and that was what was relatable to a, yeah. to a degree. Yeah, they'd work during the week and then- And then train. That's, they still, the yeah, like I was watching even through the 60s and 70s, they still would train Tuesdays, Thursdays, mm. like good old amateur footy. And yeah. that was the top tier of rugby league in Australia. Crazy. Now, there was lots of like crazy stuff going on where they were talking about trying to fix things with um, fix things with um, funding and, and stuff. And a part of it was a draft. They, the RL thought a draft would fix issues with teams. But the problem with having a draft and then moving players around is you're from Souths. You played juniors with Souths. Mm. And you played, it was a bit early in the 90s, but they, uh, then the 90s. But they were like, you've done your whole life here. And now someone's going to trade you. But you've got to move your family. You've got to move yeah. everything. You're going to move the thing. But you've still got a job. It a didn't really work. Only works if the feeder teams have no association with the teams at the top. Like you don't have an expectation that when yep. you finish, you will still be there. And the flip of this was because at the time you had the issues where players wanted to play for other teams but couldn't. They were bound by the contracts of yeah. playing for their junior club, and it, it was messy. Like th- yeah. th- there were so many problems going on that created this perfect storm. So throwing money at him. Storm. Throwing, yeah. Not yet. That's 1998. <laughs> That's 98. So throwing double the their salary. I mean, it was, yeah. Throwing double their salary at them is pretty- I mean, double, double the salary at anyone's- Of anyone. Pricing. That's sick. If Yeah. If I'm working and another company comes to me and goes, we're going to double your salary up. I'm going there. I'm going there. Yeah. Oh, man. It was cool. A part of that, they also- just comes to you, boy. I'd be an Optus shield in a minute. Mm. Part of that was also- Data that, breach? What data breach? Part of this was also that they went to the courts to challenge the five-year loyalty agreement that the ARL had 
created for all these clubs, mm-hmm. which they eventually get some some little wins in there. One of the biggest moves was to sign on the English, French, Pacific Island nations and the New Zealand Rugby League federations. They oh. went out and got the international competitors mm-hmm. to sign on with Super oh. League, which removed any international competition that could have been played by the Kangaroos. Super right. League were just like, no, nah, we're going to snap so they it all it So they couldn't play international games. Yeah. So oh. you go after the players, you've got players. You mm-hmm. go after 10 coaches, you get coaches. Yeah. And you've got 10 clubs. So nothing's happened yet, but you've got all these, it's like a petition. You've got all this stuff. And it's like, oh, by the way, we've also got England who run a super league. We've got New South Wales rugby league who does terrible at the moment. So they'd sign anything for any money. New New South Wales. New uh, New New Zealand Zealand. rugby league. Because no one cares about rugby league. So they'll take any money. They're a union playing country. The Pacific Island nations, same problem. French, same problem. So Rupert Murdoch throws money at him. They're like, hell yeah. Yeah, This is going to be sick. This locked up the kangaroo squad pretty hard. And yeah. it just made it completely unimportant. So after weeks and weeks and weeks of flights all over the country, secret hotel meetings, Maddie John's podcast covers it really good. Talks about like players just walking in and out of hotel rooms. And everyone's like, what is happening? Just they have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Uh, Super League had signed up 307 players. Wow. Yep. 200 of which were still contracted through ARL contracts via their clubs beyond 96. Right, so their club contracts were still longer than the '96 season. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other ones, like 107 of them, were would have expired maybe the next year, or they're only one-year deals. Hmm. So you got 307 players and 10 coaches. Wow! So enough to so get. So you going. got 30 players per team. You got a squad. Yep, all on double salary. Wow! Yeah, right. that's a lot of money. Clubs were benefiting because they were getting money thrown at them to be able to talk to players. Yeah, agents were benefiting because like hell yeah. Signing deals left and yep. right. Yep. Players were happy because all of a sudden they've got like double their money. They're not like part-time brickies yeah, they, anymore. Yeah, they don't have to work on a weekend week mm. anymore. It was this money focus that really made it hard. And it also, what it, it's partly what ruined the public perception of rugby league at the time. Because it's like, well, now this player that I like is now just a millionaire sport player. It's less relatable than someone that does a similar job to me or that, you know, you could still see... Uh, in your local area. It's not yeah. something I've ever considered. No, this I is guess in an era where people did consider yeah. this. Because before our era of it, it was mm. touted as the people's game. It was yeah. the every man's game. Yeah. Working on a week and then go play professional sport on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You That's might go to work around. and meet Alfie. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, for the beginning of the 1996 season, this was their plan. The teams that had been strongly aligned with Super League through player signings and officials uh, no, r- wrong paragraph. Come on, Sean. It's so small. <clears throat> Start again. During all the pl- the crazy player grabs, rugby league was keep going. Through through all this player stuff, the rugby league was also held up in the courts. So Super League have been going into the courts to compete with the ARL's five year loyalty agreements. Uh, just being able to make it happen, uh, and unfortunately, the uh, the court battle uh, was lost by the Super League. So in March 1996, the judge would rule. <laughs> I was trying so hard to I listen to you. And in the corner of my eye, I could see John going, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> For some reason, it started playing and I couldn't stop it. Keeping momentum in this is so hard as it is. I've still got two more pages. <laughs> okay. I'm trying. John, focus. We have to help Sean. Okay. During all of this. <laughs> 
Stop Push the happen. microphone again. <laughs> through all the... Cr- <laughs> through all the... <laughs> no, now's your time to swap. Oh, jeez. Through all the... Cr- <laughs> through all of the, the player swap... You've got to <laughs> With all the crazy player deals that were going on in hotel rooms and in back alleys, pretty much, which is pretty gross, but that was still happening. Uh, the rugby league was in the courts. So Super League were contesting the five-year loyalty agreement that the ARL had forced the teams to sign and a bunch of other stuff to try and make their league happen. And in March of 1996, the judge will rule against News Corp. And they said they acted with dishonesty and duplicity. Okay. What's okay. duplicity? It's to act deceitfully. Don't know why it needs a different word, but that's what it means, to be deceitful. Right. So, because they were aware of all these underhanded player signings, mm. club signings, international signings, the courts are like, nah, you shot yourself in the foot, no Super League. Right. Um, they stated that the ARL owned all rights to all club colours, logos, names, and jerseys. And formal orders were given by the federal court that a rival competition of any sort would not exist to challenge the ARL outside, sorry, past the year 2000. So not until after the year 2000 could anybody challenge the ARL basically as a top tier competition, which is a pretty decent, it's you know, five-year agreement. Yeah. Yeah, five-year agreement. So for the beginning of the 1996, the teams that had strongly aligned with Super League through player signings, officials, and managers were punished and were forced to sit out the first round of competition, as well as the players that had signed with Super League. But it was mainly just from those clubs. Yeah. Right. Uh, except the Warriors who were also part of that, but they claimed two points because the forfeit was the home team and I believe it was the Broncos and because the Broncos had to be forcibly forfeit, but the Warriors were the away team, they claimed two points. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers of their day. Sneaky. <laughs> anyway, so most, back, most of the Super League players um, would actually play the 1996 season. Like after the first round, they would play the rest of the season, except the Raging Bull, Gordon Tallis. He sat out the whole season of St. Wow. George. Yep. So he was in St. George at the time. And he sat out the entire season until 1997 when he started with the Brisbane Broncos in Super League. Just, so it must have been 97, 98, the Broncos won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he cracked it. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Good on I was, him. I was thinking that the Broncos won 96, but it wasn't. It was 92, it was 93, 97, 98. Yeah, except 97 isn't counted because it was Super League. That is counted as, yeah. Yeah, they do count it as a back-to-back. Yeah. So, October 1996, the season's done and dusted. Another, you know, season. And an appeal by Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. 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 Rupert Murdoch. October 1996, the season's done and dusted, and everything went fine, other than the punishment at the first round and then Gordon Tallis sitting out. Rupert Murdoch and News Corp launched an appeal in the federal courts about the ruling of you can't have a competition past the year 2000. And they won. A bunch of a bunch of other judges were like, actually, actually, no, no this is a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, so I that, actually want to see Gordon Tallis play. So yeah. <laughs> they appealed the appeal because they it was appealed, appealed the, that it gave nah. them the five year thing. No, no, they, no, they were challenging the five year rule and trying to create Super League. That wasn't an appeal. They were they took the five year deal to court. Okay, and then they were ruled no, and also no, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. By the way, wild decision by the ARL to punish people. Yes. Who were already pissy with them. Yes. Wild. Yes, I know. It's crazy. So they 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 overruled this, mm-hmm. which is just insane. 
if you win an appeal, is that just it? Kind of, yeah. Let I mean, them they have can, Super League. Yeah, and Ken Arthurson was a bit sad. The chairman of the AR all the time was a bit upset. Big, big sad boy. Yeah, so he or- he stepped down. <laughs> oh. Step down. He'd run the ARL for, I think, 14 or 17 years at this time. And you just went, you know what? That's it. He's like, I've, I've, this is a kick in the guts. Yeah, wow. He had some quote. It, it, I'll bring it up. It wasn't very good. Um, oh. but it's, it, it's just really weird. It like does. what he's, what he said was really weird. Where's the quote? I, I omitted it from the script because I just thought it sounded weird. But now I feel like I have to bring it up. Daddy government <laughs> said, I can't keep my. Where are we? <laughs> Kerry Packer, uh, Rupert Murdoch. Good podcast. The ARL appealed their case, was, but it was dismissed in November. I'll get to that. Anyway, so the quote, mm. Ken Atherson. He said, I was furious, hurt, bewildered. I felt as if I had been run over by the Southern Aurora. The Aurora, Aurora Borealis? They are, no, the train. At this time of year. <laughs> the train. Uh-huh. The Southern Aurora, the train. Your kitchen. The train. He thought he'd been run over by a specific train yeah, that, that ran train between- that we've always talked about. I know. The yeah. most uh, clearly- is, And yeah. this is what I mean about the quote being weird. I was like, the Southern Aurora. No, the, the train. Everyone knows about the Everyone Southern knows Aurora. about yeah, the train that went between Sydney and Melbourne. Rubo's the driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mate, Rubo. The ARL then appealed the decision of the overturning of the okay, Super League. Yeah. Uh, and it <laughs> and they lost? And it was dismissed. Mm-hmm. According to Arthurson, he said it took less time than it took to play half a fo- half a game of football. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Otherwise known as forty minutes. Mm. Um, after the it was court, thirty-five de- at the time. After the court decision for the Super League to go ahead, guess who rears his ugly head again? Kerry Backer. Hey. Yeah. He makes up with Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> My friend Rupert. He's like, no, I want to be friends with Rupert now. Like Rupert yeah. Murdoch wasn't happy with Kerry Packer that he wouldn't let him buy the TV rights and they fought at each other about things. And now Kerry Packer's like, now we're going to make up. Actually, we he's co- my friend. Yep. And they uh, agreed to basically, so nine, which was Kerry Packer, he got the free-to-air rights for Super League and then Rupert Murdoch had the pay TV rights to Super League. So they made up and joined forces, which is just so, just, oh, I didn't make the money I wanted. So now I can't beat them, got to join them. Right, Captain planted it. Captain planted it. So here we are. The forces combined. 1997. 1997. We're here. We're, We're here. We've made The formation. All three of us are alive. Super League. Page four out of five. We're, we've made it to Super League. Super League. Super League. I can't wait to watch the Broncos versus Roosters. What are you, like five? Four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John was 403. Mm-hmm. Um, John was already on his- John was already on his third decade. Yeah, John actually created rugby league. I think I was last year of primary school. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I was still in New Zealand and I came at the end of the year to Australia. Unsurprisingly, no one gave a rat's yes. bottom. The yeah. only thing I can remember from 1907 that anyone talked about was Princess Diana dying. Oh, oh yeah. That That's, was a thing. That's a good like- R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah. You know how everyone has those like pinnacle moments in mm. history that they remember? My mum is Elvis dying. A lot of people our age is Michael Jackson dying. 9-11. Don't care. Um, I remember 9-11. 9-11's- Yeah, 9-11. Let's just say, people our age, it's 9-11. It's 9-11. Actually, basically everyone, it's 9-11. And, <laughs> and, Princess, and Princess Diana was a big one in 1997. And for everyone, we were asleep. Yeah. Yep. So, here we are, 1997. Super League is yep. ready to go. Yep. Give us the teams. Who the, was in the Super League? The Adelaide Rams. Yeah. Yeah, playing at Cooper's Stadium. 
in the West in in Hindmarsh. Underground. Yeah, the soccer field. Okay. Um, near my house. I saw it. Aaron has seen it. Pretty small stadium. Pretty nice though, but real hot. The Auckland Warriors. At this stage, they're called the Auckland Warriors, not the New Zealand Warriors. Very important. They should have stayed that way. The Brisbane Broncos. The who? The Brisbane Broncos. The Brisbane Brisbane Broncos. Brisbane Broncos. The Canberra Raiders. Sick. Canterbury. Omitting the word Bankstown Bulldogs. Okay, back to the one before. The Canberra Raiders. Yep. Bike and clap. Stolen by anyone with any Raider heritage in their names at this point. Bulldogs. The Canterbury without... Bankstown Bulldogs, because sure. they just didn't include that. The Cronulla Sharks. The Hunter Mariners. Nice. Mm. North Queensland Cowboys. Cam- moved over to Super League. Cam- the Penrith Panthers. Goddamn Penrith. Really? Sick of them. Yeah, Penrith Panthers moved over to Super League. And yeah, right. the Perth Reds. Perth Reds. Nice. How, many, Reds. how many teams is that? Is that 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. So it's actually a pretty good roster of teams. Yeah, yeah it's a it's spread. Mm. It's evenly spread, and that was the goal from the start. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got- A, a Cr- nationwide- Yeah, yeah Cronulla's- You've got Perth, you've got Adelaide, you've mm. got- Brisbane, Queensland. Not Melbourne. No. No, and- New Zealand. You've got Canterbury, Bankstown, Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a S- Sydney-ish it's team. It's an old club. It's an old club. Mm. Uh, Cronulla is 40 minutes south of Sydney, but, you know, the Shire is close enough- Penrith represents the western suburbs. Yep. Penrith is, is out that way. Oh, yeah, so like every region of Sydney is also yeah. covered. Ma- most of the regions, yep. yeah. It's pretty good. Then so, that, for- so that would have left in the NRL competition. In the, NRL, the ARL competition the ARL of competition. 1997, you had the Balmain Tigers, mm-hmm. the Gold Coast Chargers, <laughs> the Illawarra Steelers, the Manly Sea Eagles, the Newcastle Knights, the North Sydney Bears, the Parramatta Eagles, the South Queensland Crushers, they kept going not for a little bit longer. Parramatta Eagles. Parramatta, Parramatta Eels. Eels. You said okay. Eagles. My mistake. There's okay. so many mascots at this I point. I just figured it was one of those weird yeah, I wrote them shorthand, yeah. so yeah, I deserve I'm that. I'm thinking, was there I just wrote para. para. I just wrote Para, but yeah. All right, Parramatta. Eels, yep. Yep. South Queensland Crushers, South Sydney Rabbitohs, the St. George Dragons, the Sydney City Roosters, and the West Magpies. Yeah, okay. So, so less diversity. Less diversity. Two Queensland teams and everything else was in Everything else is in, pretty much everything else is in Sydney. Yep. Okay. So who did you have in Queensland? You had the- in Queensland, you had the Chargers. And the yep. Crushers. And the Crushers. And then Super League had Broncos and Cowboys. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty wild. So the season kicks off. Sorry, I have to, I have, to have to touch it. I know you don't like me touching it. Just stop talking. Well, then cut that bit. Just You're going to have to edit so much anyway. We're over an hour, nearly an hour and a half at this point. I think that's a battery warning. Or a storage warning. All right, we'll finish without it. And then- we'll finish without it. So the season kicked off poorly. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, both comps were spread way too thin. They didn't knock on, did they? Kicked it out on the full. Kicked it out on the full. Yep. Okay, that's, that's a better one. Yeah, they... Both comps tried to do things to keep fans interested, yeah, but okay. ultimately they divided the fan base. Mm. If you wanted to watch Super League, you had to pay for Foxtel. If you wanted to watch the ARL on pay TV, you had to pay for Optus TV, which was entirely different and still mm. around at the time. My God, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, channel locked a memory. Yeah, and Channel 9 had the free-to-air rights for Super League, but ARL was pretty much stuck in, um, in Optus land. Mm. Like it, just, it wasn't very good. 
They were giving away tickets to games because no one was there. They had poor attendance because, you know, Sydney, you got two different comps going yeah. and all the Sydney teams are playing in one comp, but they're only playing each other. So, you know, you, let's say you're an expat Queenslander that really wants to see the Broncos play in Sydney. You know, you go to Leichhardt, oh, no, tough to you're just watching them play another Sydney team. And also, you, like, you've probably got five games within 40Ks of each yeah, other. Yeah, and they can only, people can only do so much. Yeah. Plus the, you know, in an era where maybe not all of those stadiums were lit very correctly, so they mm. wouldn't be played during the day, mm-hmm. or the early afternoon, people still at work. So it was bad. The only upside really through through that were the international games weren't bad. Super League had control of the international games and several series were actually played in terms of internationals. Where are we? I had it right in front of me. Was there a state of origin that year? There was a state of origin that year. Um. Yeah, like they had an Australia versus New Zealand test match, a Great it Britain. ARL. Was it? Yeah, yeah ARL, yeah. Um, Australia and New Zealand, because, yeah, because it's still governed by the Queensland and New South Wales Rugby League. Yeah. It's their own thing. Um, they actually still had a semi state of origin. I'll get to that in a sec. Okay. The test matches, they had Australia and New Zealand, Australia and Great Britain, and New Zealand and Great Britain were all covered under Super League because New Zealand and Great Britain had been drawn into this mm-hmm. Super League thing. So people got to watch. Other countries play as well. It was pretty good. Hmm. And then they held a Super League Tri Series, which is the competitor to State of Origin. So they Queensland, New South Wales, and New Zealand. I do remember right. that now. Yes. It's not too bad. Like, they, they put on some- It actually some, sounds like Super League was a pretty good deal. Yeah, they had representative football. Yeah. People, I would, that's good to watch. You had teams from all over the country. You had the international stuff. You yep. could see a game on free-to-wear. You could see games on free-to-wear. Yep. And you had a good, an even spread of teams. The ARL wasn't real happy about the test match thing and tried to have a game against New Zealand. Mm. And the New Zealand Rugby League went, no, thank no you. one is allowed to play in that. If you want to play in that, you're going to be sweeping, sweeping halls. Like, you know, New playing. Zealand Rugby League says, no, thank you. Yeah, they tried to call them the old, the, old, the, the old golds or something like that. They tried to come up with something. Yeah, it didn't work. The ARL, yeah. no, we've, we, can, we can still savage this. <laughs> we it, can do it. Yeah, it didn't work. It was really annoying. You know, fans were split and it was really crappy. And it, made it really obvious the greed that it mm. that had sort of permeated into this to create what was are you just doing the thing yeah the the greed that had come into this to sort of keep it going um they had, had a few years earlier record crowd numbers at yeah. rugby league games and now they had no one like no one was going it wasn't interesting it wasn't you know the gimmicks weren't strong enough the fields weren't up to scratch to really support these gimmicks as well you know anz mm. stadium at the time was was pretty old in mm. Brisbane. It's still old now, but like they'd moved out of Suncorp, you know. Lang Bands. Park. Hey, Lang Park at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's it was good Lang Park. I, I'd never, so I went to a few football games growing up. Yes. Bronco games. Back in the 1950s. I, yeah. I don't remember going to Lang Park. I don't think I ever went to the old Lang Park. Yep. My first memories of going to fo- football was ANZ Stadium. Mm. Um, Old stadium, yep. like you said, crappy thing. But I do remember, like one of the best experiences at ANZ is when the opposition was kicking a, a goal, mm. and because it's the old aluminium stands, you could stamp your feet and it would make a hell of a noise. Do you remember what they built the stadium for? Uh, it's athletics, specifically. Um, was it a com game? It was, it was a com, a com games. games. Yeah. Brisbane com games. Nineteen eighty-two, I believe. 82? Yep. 88? No, 88 was Expo. Yes. 
World Expo 88. Yeah, yeah. but 80, the 82 Brisbane Commonwealth Games. So they had mm. this purpose-built stadium. Still there. It's QE2. Oh, no, it's QE2 called- QE2 Stadium, yeah. yeah. No, it's officially called Queensland Institute of Sports Stadium. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but it's and in my were, head. It's still because when I moved to Australia, the Broncos still played there. Yes, like ninety eight, they were still there. Ninety nine, yep. like it was a whole thing. And they, for some reason, are talking about putting part of the Olympics there, which is a massive mistake. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, a year of damaged games and damaged leagues with with average, average fan attendance. Yeah. It wasn't good for either. Co- Hands are up. Yes. I also remember one part of the stadium. Yep. So you had the big ring of the stadium. Um, I believe the side we sat on was the eastern side, so you'd get the western sun. But that also had the family section, which was like a little section that would jut out from the bottom of the thing, mm-hmm. which got you pretty close to the action. But it was just this one section of stand. It was probably like 30 rows mm-hmm. that just jutted out from the rest of it. And it was no alcohol allowed. Yep, no alcohol allowed. The Gabba still does a bit of that. There's mm. still sections which are no alcohol. I like when you have a no alcohol part of a venue. Yeah, that's good. Like Willowbank Raceway is majority of the time no alcohol. Yeah, and if the, it is alcohol, it's one very specific spot. Rest in, rest in pepperonis, one three hundred smiles slash dairy farmers slash Stockland Stadium, North Queensland. The best place to watch rugby league. I'm sorry. It was just excellent. It, no, it, you, you don't understand. It was fantastic. It just felt everybody there cared. The new Queensland, the new Townsville Stadium is fine. One three hundred Smile Stadium is just a. F- Can't say I've ever been to that one, but the exactly. best place to watch league is Suncorp. It's not one three hundred Smile Stadium. Park to Sun- Suncorp is the best stadium in the Southern Hemisphere. The new new one we went to, like the top tier seats we went to, were good because they were very steep. Which made you feel very close to the action. Felt like you were about to fall into everyone yeah. in front of you. And it was it was great, but the best place for live sport in the Southern Hemisphere is Suncorp. You've never been to the MCG, have you? Okay, I will take cricket out of it. The best, the best place the for league, and I'd say soccer. Yeah, okay, league or soccer. Soccer, but sport, if you could feel there. it. If you could sport, the Southern Hemisphere sport capital is the MCG. Okay, anyway, fair. Super League. Super League. Suncorp <laughs> is the best. One three hundred square stadium, stadium in the Southern Hemisphere. We can actually ca- stadium. You you two can't compare it because you can't go to the stadium anyway. It's not there. Anyway, it was fantastic. They also have funny little family sections. Moving on. So difficult years for both competitions, but decent grand finals. So we get to the end of the year. It's Newcastle and Manly in the ARL grand final. And it was pretty historic. Newcastle winning. They're not that older team. It was pretty spectacular. And the Broncos dominated Super League. <laughs> they just demolished everybody. Yeah. And smacked and smacked Super League around. You talk about Super League. I don't remember the ARL competition. Yeah. No. I remember the Super League competition. Probably because, because I was a Broncos fan. And, watch the, it. and the Broncos dominated. But mm-hmm. Like he just said. You, wouldn't, you weren't yeah. able to watch the ARL. I'm pretty sure we yeah. had Optus TV. And then. the Broncos oh, smacked, must be nice. <laughs> and they smacked Cronulla 26-8 at ANZ Stadium yeah. for the grand final. I think I was there. I have a vague memory of being at the Super League grand final. Of, one of, of one of the 58,912 people there? Yeah, I think because throughout the seasons, we used to have like family season passes and we'd sit in the family section. Hmm. I remember not sitting there. We were sitting up in the top corner on like one of the round sections I and it was big fireworks and all that kind of stuff I'm pretty sure I was at the Super League Grand Final hmm. as a wee little boy 
another issue through the spread of the fan base was corporate sponsorships. Mm. Uh, there's only so many companies that are willing to sponsor sport teams as it is, and there's only so far that you can spread that. And being that they were now having to split it between two, it's hard enough one that was 20 teams, but mm. now through two different competitions, it's even harder. And so many teams still found themselves in really difficult financial situations by the end of the season. And after a difficult year, the ARL announced that it was forming a new company to manage the top tier of rugby league and invited Super League clubs to participate. So the ARL are like, this didn't work. We can't run independent. You guys can't run independent. We're going to form a new company and a new organization to run the top tier. Do you guys want to be a part of it or not? Rupert Murdoch, a little bit falling on his sword, eating his sword moment, was like, we didn't make that much money. This is not sustainable. Never say it out loud. But he's like, yeah. this is not sustainable on its own. Sure, let's come to the table. So then they start entering into discussions and then the teams themselves were also in discussions with the ARL. But the ARL executives and Rupert Murdoch were starting to talk together. After a little while, Rupert Murdoch stated that he was confident that a single competition could be agreed upon for the 1998 season. He then made an offer to the ARL to settle and then form a combined league. The representatives for all the ARL clubs came together at Sydney Football Stadium to have a discussion about whether they would allow Rupert Murdoch to settle with this or whether we should just keep going as our own entity and just yeah. sort of push him out. And they all voted uh, 36 votes to eight or something like that in favour of just combining. Mm. We've got to bring it all together. We've got to make this thing work. And so they did. They voted in favour and the NRL was born. So Jointly end of, owned. End of 97. The end of the 97 season, yes. Yep. Yep. Jointly owned by the ARL and News Corp was the NRL. The biggest controversy of this, however, was that the number of teams had to be reduced to 14 teams mm -hmm. in three years. So you had to go from 20 teams to, to 14, 14 yeah. in, by the year 2000. That's big. Yeah. Like they always, they said they needed to do it all along. So and they said six teams need to go. Six teams need to go. This is when those- a lot Merge of those start to merges that we discussed <laughs> yeah. earlier started. So over the following years, we would lose some iconic Sydney teams like we talked about earlier, Norths and Manly. Screw Norths over. We've got Illawarra and St. George combining, mm -hmm. Balmain and Wests. Um, three teams gone. Yeah. The Newtown Jets are long gone before anyone yeah. is curious about that. They disappeared in the 80s. Not enough money. Yeah. No matter how many hipsters wear that. Sorry, I didn't mean to say hipsters. I didn't want to say that, but let's face it. Damn hipsters buying their jerseys like I'm a Newtown Jets fan. It's like, okay, they haven't existed since the 80s. It's not a thing. They're a feeder club for Penrith, I think. I can't yeah. remember. They're a feeder club for somebody. So you've got three teams gone. Yep. You've then got the Crushers go. Crushers yep. go, Chargers go. Yep. And then the Perth team goes. And the Perth team goes. But then they the also- Rams. And the Rams eventually went. So the 1998 season kicked off as the first ever season in the NRL, ending the Super League war and changing Australian Rugby League forever. The Gold Coast and the Adelaide teams would not survive past the 1998 season, mm. so they'd be eliminated altogether. Brisbane's continued dominance further pushed the need to reduce the teams as well. Like yeah. Who, who won the 1998 season? The 98 season was Brisbane for their fourth title. They also won the minor premiership that year. Top point scorer was Ivan Cleary. Yeah. Yep, Andrew Johns won the Daily M that medal that year. And Darren Smith was the top try scorer. So the 1998 season, we still had Adelaide Rams, Auckland, Balmain, Brisbane, Canberra, Canterbury, Cronulla, Gold Coast, Illawarra, Manly, Melbourne, Newcastle, North Queensland, North Sydney, Parramatta, Penrith, South Sydney, St. George, Sydney City, and the Western Suburbs. Yeah. So at the end of that season, they would um, bow out the Adelaide Rams and the Gold Coast 
charges as well. And this was also the first season of the Melbourne Storm coming into play. Okay. Oh, so you lost more teams, but you gained others. Yeah, so that, that first year that so they then, had in 98, they didn't really lose. So by 99, they had the 14 yeah. teams. So uh, I don't think they'd- No. Not by 99. Isn't that how the Rabbitohs ended up out? Because the Rabbitohs weren't an NRL team for a while. Yeah. Remember they got dropped? No. Nah. Yeah, the Rabbitohs weren't an NRL yeah, team. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Mm. I'm trying to remember. Uh-huh. Where are we? 1999. The exclusion of the Adelaide Rams and Gold Coast Chargers, the joint venture of St. George and Illawarra was 1999, mm-hmm. and the reduction in the league's teams from 20 to 17, the largest reduction in the number of teams in the premiership history, with the first reduction in the exclusion of the Newtown Jets in 1983. Souths are still in in 1999. So in 99, we've got Auckland, Balmain, Brisbane, Canberra, Canterbury, Manly, Melbourne, Newcastle, North Queensland, North Sydney, St. George, Illawarra, South Sydney, Sharks, Penrith, Parramatta, Sydney City, and Western Magpies. So when did South disappear? Yeah, they got like kicked out of the top league because they were really bad. <laughs> I don't recall that. I'm struggling to recall it myself. Man, Canberra's 2000 jersey was dope. Um, 2000, the season saw the debut of the West Tigers. So we had the merger of, yep. that's for 2000. The Magpies and the yep. Tigers, yep. And the Northern Eagles, formed by the merging of Manly Warringah and North Sydney, uh, which is... And the South Sydney Rabbitohs were excluded from the competition, thereby thereby completing the NRL's tra- rationalisation plan from 20 teams in 1998 to 14. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, so they excluded South Sydney in 2000. So how many teams do we currently have? 17. Currently. 17. 17. 17, 17, yes. Currently, we have. And they're starting process looking at the 18th team. It's going to take them. It took them. It took them so long just to get everything right with bringing in the Dolphins. And I'd hate for them to jump the gun and do it wrong. I do a Titans. Mm. Like they, they boofed with the Titans. It was a crap expansion. They're an irrelevant team in an irrelevant stadium with a fan base that doesn't care. I'm harsh, but their fan base don't give a crap about them. No, they the don't stadium really is terrible. They didn't even yeah. appeal to the fan base correctly. The first TV ad they played was of a small boy running down a beach scoring a try with the commentary track in the background. That kid was from Ipswich. Yeah, but they're not going to know that. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? They yeah. couldn't even be... Why didn't, you, why didn't they pick... Someone like a, a local a junior local, from, yeah. from TSS or something like a... Wait, there's nothing school. wrong... With picking a kid from Ipswich to support a team that's not Ipswich. Yeah, Gold Coast. And then all these one-eyed Ipswich fans were all saying, Gold Coast till I die with their best and less Gold Coast. that may have happened to me in 93. I'm still going to talk shit about Mitch Malloy being in the bloody Gold Coast Titans ad. Because my cousin was photographer for QT Mm -hmm. and they needed a photo to like the Broncos are going into the finals. Mm -hmm. And here's little Johnny Savage sitting on Willie Kahn's knee, Broncos jersey in the paper. It's okay. So that's Super League. That's Super League. That was the Super Leagues. That was the Super League. And it, it was- is so funny how that stuff comes together. But like you said at the start, it was good for players. Players got- That was great for players. The fault like- Played the, properly and can make a- It made it a professional league. Yep. They also brought in some interesting rules coming out of Super League. Uh, um, kickoff things. 
What did they do? Uh, they the Super League introduced that the like the 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 swap of the the kicking and receiving teams. Um, oh yep 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 yep. Um, I know if I try to cite it, I will get it wrong. So mm. I'm just going to scroll down to the. Was that the time too where they changed the point values for tries and conversions? No, that was something else entirely. Okay. It never used to be four and two. It was mm. three and two. I can't remember. It did used to be different. Mm. Number of rule changes were introduced from Super League and the AOL during the war that was adopted by the NRL in later years. During the war? Yeah, it was the zero tackle rule in a, in a slightly modified form, but the oh, yeah. concept of zero tackles. Um, scrums packed at 20 metres in from the touchline. Yep. And an ARL rule change for the 1997 season that was adopted by the NRL and is still enforced today is the popular 40-20 rule. Oh, yeah. um, That's where if you kick it from within your own 40-metre line and it goes out... Uh, past the 20-meter line of the opposing team, you get the ball back. Mm-hmm. And the other- It's also been modified in recent years that you can kick it within your own 20 to the yeah. opposing 40. 40, yes. the same rule applies. Reciprocation. I love that word. The other major difference in Super League was that the scorer kicked off to the other team as opposed mm-hmm. to the ARL and the NRL where the scorer receives. So that was a rule that didn't get picked yeah, up. Yeah, so you could score back-to-back like four or five times before giving yeah. the ball back yeah. to the opposition. That would suck. It's pretty wild. But yeah, the players ultimately were the biggest ones that benefited. They mm. made money out of this. Yeah. And it really, the VFL was pushing hard and they were turning into a national competition at the time. AFL is, whether you're a rugby league fan or not, whether you're a diehard rugby league fan, it's the national sport. Like Peter Vlandes decided to jump on and say the other day, the fact of the matter is, is the attendance and the money in the AFL is enormous. The field's yeah. bigger. It's... Yeah, you're going to get more people. because You're going to get, get more people. The MCG can hold 97,000 people. It's, a, it's an astonishing amount of people. West Tigers' new field holds 17,000, 15,000. It's tiny. Right? That's a huge thing. And they lost so much confidence in the game. If they were trying to grow it into a national game, and then they chucked the Melbourne Storm in. And it, you know, it panned out in the future. But, yeah, and like, the, the public's confidence in it dropped dramatically. For at the point, a nation that didn't entirely play one sport or the other, it, it wasn't real good to suddenly yeah. have a, the greed sort of show up. And like other sports have had that in their own way. Um, the AFL putting all their teams in one stadium really killed their local connection. Um, cricket, yeah. the Big Bash changing from the original teams to made up franchises was a stupid one, in my opinion. You know, players now just play for whoever the hell they want. It's dumb. Um, I, I liked the old format. Well, well, like having the the state level teams, yeah, like the, were in the, big like the bash. Queensland Bulls play. Yes, yeah, okay. I I preferred that because you know I was a South Australian. I liked South Australian cricket. Always did because um, Jason Gillespie was my favorite player. But yeah, it it just really screwed the confidence level in the in the league. Mm. Well, good job, good researching. You condensed quite a lot of boring legal drama down to I something palatable. <laughs> It was hard. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be there. That's, but yeah. it, it, I just love that, like, back and forth to get to what we have now. Yeah. Same thing happened with cricket. We'll probably tell that at some point. Oh, World Series cricket. That's a, that's a doozy. Anyway, um, you so can- that include the same players? No, but Kerry Packers in it. Mm. You can hit us up on uh, the social media, at Cheeky Tales Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, if you would like to see some images that we post, we post them there after each episode. Um, share us with a friend. It would be lovely to uh, start 
growing the podcast a bit more. It's the only way that podcasts grow is by recommendations from people. So suggest that people listen and then force them to listen to it in front of you until they enjoy it. Um, thank you, Sean. Great episode. Thank you, Sean. We will be back in a fortnight. Round one and a real. This weekend. This weekend. Turn it on. Let's go, Bronx. Yes. Let's go, Bronx. Cowboys. There we go. Cowboys. So Bree's probably <laughs> awake now. <laughs> anyway, oh, she's, she's, she's watching Adam Sandler. Did you see Adam Sandler? No, we're not talking Adam Sandler again.